بسم الله الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to another episode of HTA Live My name is my name is Yahya I'm actually here with brother Muhammad today How are you man? Alhamdulillah yourself Not too bad uh, Alhamdulillah So uh, Muhammad I think tonight we're going to be talking about the topic of Tawakkul in Allah um, No no, by, by no by no means stretch is it a small topic um, it, certainly not that can be covered in in a in a 30 minute podcast but nonetheless I wanted to we wanted to shed light on this important topic that I think needs reminding and as we know uh, indeed the a reminder benefits the believers so yeah tonight I wanted to go through that and what does the what is the importance of tawakul in Islam and in our lives and 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 the fadl the virtue of those who actually possess the tawakkul so um to start off i think traditionally we would start with a few ayat of the quran uh, some which come to my mind are for example in surah al-maida allah says wa allahi fatawakkalu in kuntum mu'minin so in allah you must place your trust if you are believers subhanallah and another one and in Surah Yusuf, Allah says, And all those who trust should trust in Him alone. Um, and there's many verses. Another one, for example, in Surah Talaq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, This is subhanAllah, like, and whoever places his trust in Allah, He, Allah, is sufficient for him. Surely Allah is. To accomplish his purpose Subhanallah Even though that first say It's almost placed as Like a condition of being a Muslim And the mu'min Is that you place your trust in Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala It's such yes. a core part of our belief And our like character as Muslims Yeah subhanallah yeah. Like in kuntu mu'minun like, yeah. If you truly are Like mu'minun Like mm-hmm. Allah could have said Muslimun Could have said many other uh, Descriptions of the believers But he used mu'minun Subhanallah It's a very, a very good point about like being a believer, being a mu'min, a mu'mina. Mm. And what it means to be a mu'min, a mu'mina is having that essential quality of tawakkul mm. in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, on the topic of iman as well, and uh, the hadith obviously that we know of, uh, the Prophet ﷺ tells us the pillars of iman, and one of them is uh, the yeah. qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that you believe in the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever is good and whatever is bad, you believe that it comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so that's a pillar of our belief. In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to believe in his will and to believe that whatever happens is something that he wrote from before the heavens and the earth were even created. And so it's a core part of who we are as Muslims. That is an amazing point. And actually, like I lit my, my next verse that I was going to read literally says, Ma asaba min musibatin fil ard wala fi, fi anfusikum illa fi kitab except that it's in a kitab min qabli and nabra'aha. And uh, okay, so no calamity befalls. The earth or your own selves, but it is predestined in a book, Lahul Mahfud, in a book before we bring it into being. Indeed, it is easy for Allah. Likayla ta'su, so that you may say so you may so, so that you may neither grieve on what has escaped you, right, nor over exalt on what has given what Allah has given to you. So you don't get too boastful at what Allah has given you. Or you don't get cut Or you don't get sad or upset Or why didn't this Why didn't I get this Why didn't this happen during my time Or so and so It's all written Subhanallah And and, and I, again it's a pillar of belief Subhanallah Believing in qadr wa qadr It's a pillar of belief And how, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects 
um, Iman and Tawakkul You know mm-hmm. Subhanallah um, Yeah so I mean there are plenty of ayat And there's, there's no time to go through all of the ayat in the Quran Nor that, do I have the capacity of that Subhanallah <laughs> Um, but some hadith that come to my mind um, For example the hadith of Rasul, uh, of, of, uh, Narrated by Umar Where he says I heard the messenger of Allah say If you were to rely upon Allah With the reliance he is due You would be given provision Like the birds They go out hungry in the morning And come back uh, with, their, with, their, with their bellies full In the evening SubhanAllah Like This is a Another example of Like if you were to have true tawakkul In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. So speaking of true tawakkul Muhammad Like you know, you know it's so easy to say Like we're all putting out tawakkul in Allah Like but how do you know How, how does one how do, how, does, how do I or yourself or anyone else uh, 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 Any of the Muslims around the, Across the world how do we know That we, tr- we truly put out tawakkul in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Like even just that hadith That you just mentioned um, it's something that we probably struggle to relate more to relate to more than the Sahaba would have or people in previous generations because we live in much more comfortable situations. Um, we have salaries, you have a weekly wage that comes in, most of us, alhamdulillah. We sort of know we can predict income, we have money saved up, and so there's never really a fear that you'll wake up one day and I've got to trade, otherwise I don't have food. I've got to fish and catch my fish for the day, otherwise I don't have food. Or I've got to, you know, my harvest for the year is my food for the year or so on. We don't really have that concept. It's not something that we interact with. We have our, we, we can, we're able to sort of predict things for ourselves, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And so we don't, I think we, str- we probably struggle to relate to the hadith where we sort of try to link to the birds and how they go out and they seek their food for the day with absolutely nothing in the morning. But the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made things is that they find you know, in the majority of times they'll find what they're looking for every single day and able to feed themselves. And, you know, the bird who just laid a few eggs able to feed its, uh, the birds in the nest and so on. And so, um, especially, and although we are a lot more comfortable now than perhaps humans have been in previous generations, I think it's, especially now that we really need to reflect on tawakkul, it's even more important of a concept because the more comfortable that we get in ourselves, the more confident that we get in our own abilities and our own predictions and our own calculations. The easier it becomes to trust in yourself rather than trusting in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. SubhanAllah, like, it's a really good point about um, ease. I think, uh, I think especially Muslims uh, living in the West mm-hmm. who, have, who are kind of benefic- beneficiaries of, 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 that, of that exact point of living in the West, uh, we have stable jobs. Uh, and, I say, and I generalize, of course, everyone's going through their own mm-hmm. situation. Um, but I guess that we couldn't include the rest of the Ummah who are going through. Quite a large amount of, I guess you could say, financial difficulties on a day-to-day basis. Subhanallah. But but yeah, you're right. It, it, it's so hard to assess how much tawakkul you have in Allah Subhanahu wa Taala when mm-hmm. you're going through ease. Mm-hmm. It's actually there's a there's a there's a saying. I think it's by um, I, I forget to be honest who said it, but it's 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 from, the, from one of the imams of the Salaf, and he said that you'll never know true tawakkul until you're put in really a, a real difficult position, mm-hmm. something in life. Yeah. Where Allah tests you in a way you didn't even think was going to happen, and then you'll you'll start to see in yourself like, and I, I'm really butchering his quote really, but yeah. but the, the the gist of the gist no, of it I, is yeah. like until you've been put through some hardship, until we as an ummah are going through a hardship, we won't know who's putting tawakkul and who's not putting tawakkul. And on that point of um, you mentioned that like we start to rely on ourselves, um, our, our abilities, our intelligence, our knowledge. 
our um, skills, our, our qualifications, our strength, our energy, our, our effort. Mm-hmm. Right? We put so much energy and, and, and reliance on our effort. And then this is a kind of misapplication of tawakul because um, we know the, there's a famous uh, dua, La there is no might and no, no, no any power except by the will of Allah, except with Allah. And so would you say that today we sometimes in our lives as we you know, carry on, whether it's work, whether it's studies, whether it's the da'wah, we're carrying the da'wah to establish Islam, whether it's, whether it's uh, talking, uh, talking about Islam to not, uh, our, our, our fellow non-Muslims in, in, the, in, the, in the society. So, sometimes do you think we rely too much on ourselves and we start to get disappointed when we don't see results? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and it's, uh, I think, just all the factors that you just mentioned contribute to that. Um, it's a, it's a hard thing to snap out of And even in Surah Al-Shmanul as well In Surah Fatiha every single day we recite And we say to Allah it is you that we worship It obviously means we worship you and nobody else Right It's you that we ask for help Again the same concept you can't so, But like what does that mean in reality right Like we go to a doctor but When we get the treatment for our illness Who do we attribute that to Who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala used this medication He used this doctor He used it as a means for us to get cured from this illness um, You know Going to somebody to repair your car But that person is a means That's provided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, to, to, to help you out in this situation So Like just in that ayah that we recite A few dozen times every single day There's that reminder there That you rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And nobody else But as it happens Just us being humans And you know The faults that we have We sort of end up relying on ourselves And relying on other people And attributing that to other people as well And I think the other thing as well is Living Like we're obviously Influenced by the society around us One of the big things Is just language The language that we use Influences the way That we see things Wow um, I remember a funny story A few years ago I was at Hajj And uh, We met a brother I was, I was with a couple of A couple of boys Who were with me in my group And we met a brother From the US And we were having a chat to him And he mentioned that It was his Third time doing Hajj I believe And so one of the boys Mentioned to him You're so lucky And straight away He pulled him up He goes I'm not lucky I'm blessed and it was just such a small thing I mean years have passed And that single line has stuck with me Like We know what we mean When we say you're lucky Right I don't literally mean There's a luck There's a You know There's some invisible force Controlling We know what we mean But The more and more That you use these terms Luck Fortune You know um, All of these things That we like we It's end, internalized Yeah it does It does And then you really Really just end up just Forgetting that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Controls everything in Allah ghalibu amrihi He's in full command of his affairs yeah. And subhanAllah Yeah I think that's a kind of Ghafla of humans Isn't it like, It is Like we get It's natural It's not. It's something yeah. that we all do Yeah 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 100% yeah, yeah. But it's just trying to be conscious With ourselves In a world where We're never conscious with ourselves Because we're in such a constant State of just Focus on work And do whatever else it might be Just always Yeah exactly Modern life Just the but day, day life yeah. Trying to just take a step back from that And to just be conscious Of everything around us And really think What am I attributing things to Is it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And really the first step to Qadr Is just To believe in the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala It's a very It's, it's a very common sense statement Obviously as Muslims We believe in the Qadr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But really question What does that mean Like when I pray, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose me to pray. When I go to the mosque, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose me to go to the mosque. When I eat, Allah chose to give me food today. You know, when I spend time with my family, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose to give me this blessing. And, you know, we know, we know that no matter how many blessings we have, we can never count them and we can, we're never able to thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with the gratitude that He deserves. But that's really the first step is just to recognize that everything that happens, 
the good and the bad comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, alayhi wa sallam. Uh, He was disappointed mm-hmm. When people were um, not accepting the message yeah. uh, In Surah Al-Kahf Allah reminds Rasulullah sallam that you know, It's not that you who guide It's Allah, it's I, Allah subhanahu who guides Whom he wills whom he, you know, who, he, who wants to uh, and, and, and even the Rasulullah needed a reminder Because he's human too Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam And especially when you're carrying the da'wah of Islam Carrying, carrying Islam to the world It's thoughts and ideas to the whole world To, to whomever Like and it can get frustrating because when you're speaking uh, the truth, naturally, the nature of truth is that you're going to get resistance. There's going to be some <coughs> resistance from all angles. And the biggest example that's Prophet Nuh, isn't it? Subhanallah. Preaching for 850 years, 950 years, 950 years to have a dozen followers at the end of that. Yeah, there's like a narration where it was like, I think only like 13, yeah, 13. 13 12, 13 yeah. followers. Like, 950 years And to continue And to not relent For a single moment That's 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 that's, yeah exactly And when you I guess One of the things We discussed before Just about the concept Of hopelessness Yes When we're sort of Constantly putting in this effort And I guess maybe the first step Is is really the effort right So when it comes to Tawakkul Every single single example That we're given in the Quran And in the Sunnah Is Requires effort You don't just have Tawakkul in Allah, like it's not just that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of everything. I, I, I don't need to do anything. Every single example has action connected with it. Hundred percent. And uh, I'm, you know, just speaking of that, I was on that hadith that I mentioned about the birds, right? Um, uh, narrated by Omar. I was trying to find some explanation of this, and I found uh, a very beautiful explanation by Ibn Rajab um, Al Hanbali. Uh, I think he's like an eighth century scholar. Um, so he, Ibn Rajab said uh, regarding this um, hadith about the birds, right? He said, know that the reality of reliance upon Allah doesn't contradict striving with mm. the means by which Allah has decreed those matters which are, were meant to be decreed. And in his sunnah, it, it is part of Allah subhanahu sunnah in his creation that it proceeds on the basis of where we have to leverage the means. We have to apply yes, the means, yes. right? As well as, uh, as well as relying upon Allah with our hearts. So, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to summarize what he said, right? So, therefore, he said, exerting oneself with the means, with one's limbs, without, without, with, from the physical point of view, is obedience to him, whereas relying upon him in one's heart is iman in him. And that goes back Beautiful. to iman Beautiful. and the pillars of iman, subhanAllah. Yeah. And then he even gives two examples, uh, two hadiths to prove his, uh, uh, two ayat to prove his point. He says, and he, and he uses these two uh, ayat, uh, uh, in uh, the first one being in uh, Surah Nisa. Allah says, uh, uh, where Allah says, Oh, you believe? Take all the necessary precautions. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Surah uh, Al-Anfal, Allah says, Arm yourselves against them with all the firepower and cavalry you, you can muster. So clearly, there's no contradiction between tawakkul and taking the precautions, taking the necessary measures which Allah has given as an asbab for us in this world. Mm-hmm. Which to summarize your point on the... And even sometimes, like, we don't... You know, there's hikmah in the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And sometimes we don't, say, like, you know, in some cases it's I go to work and I get my money. It's a very clear link between my action and the reward that's associated. Sometimes it's hard to see. And when you look throughout the examples of the prophets, alayhi salatu wasalam, and the tawakkul that they had to place, often it's things that don't make any sense. I mean, the greatest example, not, not a prophet, but is Maniam alayhi salam, when I think of it, and giving birth to Sayyidina Isa alayhi salam and the situation that she was put in, to be in such fee. Over the physical pain But also over what people are going to say I wish that I died before this To the point that 
I never even existed, right? Like it's the worst moment that she could ever possibly imagine. And then what she told after that is, first of all, shake the tree next to you. Okay, there's a big palm tree and shake the trunk of the tree, which me and you physically can't do, let alone a pregnant woman who's in that mental state. But she's commanded to do it by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like you don't get the relief until you follow my commands. And then after that, like it's you go back to your people and you're so stressed over what they're going to say when you come back with this baby, the accusations, the slander. And what's the command Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives her? Don't speak. Don't say a word. That goes against every single instinct that you have in that moment. Yes. Right? Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam standing on the edge of the sea with an army behind him, the command is strike the water with your stick. Makes no sense logically, like you know. On that point about rationality, I think sometimes like we can clearly see something is the hukum of Allah, mm-hmm. right? Something is clearly the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or the, or the prohibition from Allah. You Another, can understand the wisdom, yeah. And then sometimes I think we try to <coughs> overthink it, <coughs> right? Like, how come, why? Like, what, how, hold on, <coughs> how do I apply this? Or we start to question it, and then this is quite dangerous because <coughs> the moment you go into that point where you start to question the command, you've gone, the whole point of being a Muslim, you know, submit uh, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Muslim from mm-hmm. Islam, mm-hmm. right? For, uh, you know, so it, it, uh, it's often translated as peace, right? Salam, but that's a that's a, yeah. that's a bit of a mis- misleading statement. It's clearly Salam, uh, yeah. Muslim Islam submission, but mm-hmm. and submission means samiyana wa ta'ana, right? It means just hear and obey. And I think that part about obedience um, uh, is is something that I think is a, is a, is, a, is a continuous struggle. And a continuous battle I think on all, For all of us Individually And as a community And as an ummah I heard a brother once say That all of Islam Can be summarized In the ayah That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Says al-Baqarah That you may hate something And it's good for you And you may love something And it's bad for you That whatever it might be If you have true faith In this statement Then whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Commands you with You'll follow Because it's no longer about Do I understand it or not Or do I like it or not It's about What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Say about this it's no longer about justifying things for myself. It's I'm going to twist my nafs until it complies with Allah's Pandala's commands. Um, no, it reminds me of the verse, none of you will truly believe until his desires conforms to that which yeah. um, Allah... Hadith of the Prophet Oh, it's yeah. a hadith of the Prophet yeah. Yes. Uh, and none of, mm. none, of your desire, none of you will truly believe until your desires or your, your, your hawa mm. is in, in, in harmony with what I have sent. SubhanAllah. That's... Yeah. And then I guess uh, that, uh, Like we were saying before That's the first step Is to follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You can't have tawakkul If you're not following the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And performing these actions But then it's also what happens after that When you've followed the commands Now what? And even in the story of Musa alayhi salam, Also the example uh, Take the stick and have no fee Right? When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is commanding him Like it's have the action You perform the action You can't once you perform the action of taking the stick which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded with, now that you follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you have no reason to have any fee. There's a there's a message there for us as well, right? And we see that throughout all of these stories is that once you follow the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you're given the blessings. Maryam alayhi salam thought she was in the worst moment that she could possibly imagine and you end up being the biggest blessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, like being commanded to shake a palm tree, like yeah. And like, uh, have you seen a palm tree? Like, it's <laughs> so big, tall, and mm. it's solid. It's, uh, anyway, um, but yeah. when you follow those commands, that's when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gives you those provisions, and He gives you this. Whether it's rizq in terms of financial sustenance, whether it's um, whatever it might be, the rewards of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But you have to follow the commands, and then after that, you have to show your steadfastness. You have to show your trust. You have to stay committed. 
like Sayyidina Nuh, Nuh alayhi salam, 800 and 950 years preaching and preaching and preaching the same message over and over again to the same people and they call you crazy and lunatic and the yeah. worst of accusations. They'll look down at him like, you're still doing this? Yeah. They'll be like that attitude of, they'll scoff him, they'll look, mm. uh, they'll just look at him with uh, you know, this arrogance. And But subhanAllah, guess who was successful and who wasn't? Yeah, that's right. And and it wasn't a matter of, it wasn't a numbers game, was it? Like uh, Allah is commanding us to do da'wah, for example. It's not a numbers game. He, uh, as you said, it's about following the hukum, following the uh, the obligation do it, that you've been addressed with so that you can get Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's reward, His pleasure. Mm-hmm. And Because again, at the end of the day, our risk is not in the hands of Allah, but also even the victory is not even if, in our hands. It's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa yes, ta'ala. Yes, it? it's all in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, when, we, when, we move on, when we think about the the subhanAllah the trial of our our our, our times, um, you know, our ummah. Uh, you know, uh, like when we think about uh, anywhere in the world, really, you know, not to mention one particular point, but anywhere in the world, really, uh, even trials here in Australia or in the West, anywhere, Muslims are going through hard uh, hard times. This is our this is like our dark time. You know, if there was a yeah. a time when we were, um, uh, you know, the, the 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 golden age of Islam, if there was a time like that. Um, if there is an argument for that, then there's an argument for today is the, the time of our dark ages, you could say. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're, we're left without representation in the world. We have no real protector. We have no imam. You know, Allah, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa said, mm-hmm. You know, indeed the imam is a shield behind whom you fight and fear Allah. Mm-hmm. SubhanAllah. So, uh, you know, there's. So much to be said about the Ummah, ummah situation, but not that we're going to go into the analysis of the Ummah situation, but what would you say to those who, um, they, again, they go back, they get a bit despondent when they, when they see the situation. And I think, uh, I think this is, a, uh, it's going to happen to anyone. Uh, it can happen to us. I know, I'm sure we, we feel that emotion. But how do, we, how do we proceed forward? And I think you've already answered this, but how do we proceed forward in a way that... Um, that we know that the victory is in the hands of Allah, and we know that the Prophet <coughs> and Allah and the Prophet both of them have clearly um, assured victory for the Muslims, for the believers. Yeah, it, it, it's a natural, it's a natural emotion, it's a natural feeling, and we all go through it. Like you said, to some extent, it's nothing that. I mean, there's ayat in the Quran that indicate that previous prophets had this same question, right? And they were asking Allah, "Mata Nasrullah, when is the victory of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala?" Like, yeah. we, we all have this. It's it's a very very natural thing, and it's part of our innate human nature. But it's also one of the things that we have to constantly question ourselves. You know, when we speak about this hopelessness, um, when we just see that you put in this effort and you try and you try and you try and the situation doesn't change, whatever it is, whether it's a personal issue, whether it's a family relationship issue, whether it's a community thing or the ummah at large, and you're putting in this effort or people are putting, or whatever it is, and things are not changing, that's naturally puts you down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you look in history again and you see, the examples of you know, just how things can change overnight. When the Prophet ﷺ was preaching in Mecca for 13 years, to the point that in the 11th or 12th year of the, of the da'wah, they were boycotted, kicked out of Mecca, living on the outskirts of the city. The Sahaba, the stories of them eating leaves and grass until their lips turned green because they had nothing else. His wife and his uncle passed away. And it's literally the lowest point. Like you look at that and you're like, where does Islam go from here? He goes to Ta'if, gets stoned, thrown out of the town. Where does Islam go from here? But go forward two years and they're in Medina flourishing go forward a few years and they've conquered all of Arabia and not even a decade later and they've taken over the Roman and the Persian Empire it's, th- it's things that you can't physically comprehend right really important I think this goes back to 
um, relying on ourselves mm-hmm. versus putting our reliance on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you're doing the former, relying on yourself, your analysis of the situation, the political analysis, right? This, that, um, uh, you know, situation not good, look at the reality, look how we are. If you're going to be like that, then of course, the natural mm-hmm. conclusion you're going to have is, uh, you know, like this victory or this, mm-hmm. this, this huge um, uh, 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 victory of, for the Muslims or f- from, from Allah is, is something that's far-fetched. Mm-hmm. And, and we've seen many become despondent. But if you, if you, if you recalibrate your attitude, your viewpoint, your, 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 your mindset, your heart, Towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Where you're, you're clearly You're just responding to a command mm-hmm. yani, You are just responding role. to a command That's my role yeah. and, and that that's your role mm-hmm. Your role is to simply Do the amal And leave the uh, the result In Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's hands mm-hmm. and, I, and, I, and I think This can happen to the best of us uh, Where they get frustrated uh, and, and this can happen to Anyone really yeah. And so yeah I think it's it comes back to uh, Constantly recalibrating Ourselves Coming back and, and that's why I think We pray five times a day mm-hmm. We do askar Before we leave the house Bismillah mm-hmm. You know it's I place my trust in Allah that's right. And that I, 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 There's no There's no power Or no might You know Except Allah You know uh, I didn't I, Yes I, I I came to the studio here By myself But It's by the power And the, the, the will of Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And Subhanallah Yeah it's You know And then there's so many examples As well of 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 that exact point in the uh, in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, you know, like um, he used to wear armor sallallahu alaihi in the battlefield. Yeah. You know, if if he was mutawakkilun, if he was from the mutawakkilun, why would he wear armor, right? But clearly, there's no contradiction between trust. taking the asbab and putting your tawakkul, your trust, your reliance in the heart with Allah subhanahu wa taala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think an important point as well to sort of again, it's human psyche and just trying to analyze like how do you counter this natural emotion. And part of it, like you said, is just that constant daily interaction with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reminding ourselves and targeting our nafs. But even with that, we're weak. And that's why Islam is a very communal religion. You can't do things on your own. And the more that you stick to yourself, the more that the shaitan plays tricks with you, your own mind plays tricks with you, and it becomes so difficult. When you look at Rasulullah how he would lift the spirits of the sahaba around him, how he would give them hopes and promise, and how they would all encourage each other as well. Like when there were times of Pure difficulty And there's so many examples That you can give But still they stayed Consistent with their efforts Because they had that Solid group around them Where they would all Motivate each other And remind each other Of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala When one person Would feel that they were Falling behind They would have others That would drag them together And unfortunately like Just the way that humans Are in the modern day We're very individualistic We keep to ourselves a lot And especially here in the West We do our own thing We go to work We go back to our family Close the door You're at home at night Watching your Netflix Wake up the next morning And just on this daily grind Daily hustle And just trying to You know what I mean It's a very just. And then every now and then I'll get together with family Or with mates But you still don't share A lot of what's happening inside But Having You know that Good community around you And good groups that First of all With a shared vision Shared group And shared 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 Mentality Yeah and a shared mission For, shared for the mission. ummah right Yes um, And the shared mentality as well Is such a big thing is, is something that keeps you consistent That when you're feeling down It's I have responsibilities To my family Or I have responsibilities To my ummah I have responsibilities To those that are around me And I can't let them down So let me just keep doing My path for now It motivates you It pushes you through Until you get to that point Where you go up Peak to 
there's yeah. no there's no doubt that when you're like you know when you're at the mosque and the people are doing extra 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 salat like extra mandub you feel right? shy not to do it, not to do it. <laughs> yeah. like you, you feel that you want to do it like you can't explain it you just you, everyone's reading quran in the masajids or you just mm-hmm. you want to read quran that's why ramadan we do more as well because we're surrounded by we're surrounded by it but we need a, what happens after ramadan is that when we're not in the masajid we're not surrounded by muslim brothers and sisters so we don't get that right but we need to put ourselves in those situations more and more often and I think on all on top of all that, we need to make du'a to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like like uh, so many du'as about just asking Allah for istiqama, you know, um, uh, uh, and, and 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 being uh, th- uh, firm on 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 this deen. Like there's a there's a very famous du'a that comes to my mind. Ya musarriful kulub, sarrif kulubna ala ta'atik. You know, like the oh the changer of the hearts, keep our hearts. Uh, upon your obedience, yeah. you know. So, or uh, another one. Yeah, so there's many yeah. coming and going on top of my head. But and the big one as well when it comes to work is just Salatul Istikhara. Salatul Istikhara. Something that we've abandoned and misunderstood in a lot of ways, but really something that you can literally pray Istikhara every single day. And some of the scholars would advise this that just every day pray to Rakat. And make the du'a of istikhara, and if it's for a specific thing that I've chosen this job or I've chosen this, whatever it is, if it, as small a decision as it might be, I'm choosing to, uh, you know, even something bigger, but I'm choosing to buy this car, right? And I go to check it out and I like it. Let me pray to Rakat and make the du'a of istikhara. And even if there's nothing specific, just in general, yeah, Allah, like as an intention of for every decision that I make today, all the du'a of istikhara is if it's good for me, then yeah, Allah allow it and make it easy for me. And if it's bad for me, then guide me away from it. And if you have tr- if you do that every day and you have trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I am as my slave thinks of me. When you think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take care of my affairs, that he's controlling everything and that he won't put me in a situation that's bad for me, that's exactly what he does. But when you have su'ad dhan, you have a bad thought of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you have doubts in how things will turn out, mm. then you end up... You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like we said, he, he is as you think of him, right? I, I think what amplifies this, this negative neg- negativity is social media, I think. And also just True. modern day, like like everyone compares everyone to someone else. And then they see, oh, so-and-so has this, or so-and-so achieved this, or why can't I? You know, like we start to, we, do to, we, don't, we don't realize it, but it's, yeah. it, it's the society around us that's very materialistic. And I think that materialism, that Western culture has really affected the Muslim mindset. Because this wasn't, I, I don't think it was an issue in the Sahaba. Or, or, or in the in the in the in the pre, in the, in the, pre, in the righteous predecessors, like where they had this. Um, that, that's why they're able to, able to achieve what they did. Like they, they just knew, did it, and they didn't have any doubt. They just did it. When and I when do I, this, Allah will take care of me. Yeah, Allah will take care. Of, they did it, and look yeah. what they achieve. Yeah. But yeah, and Subhanallah, and I think, you know, I, I think to, to close the episode tonight, I think as a takeaway point to our audience, um, what would you say as would be something as a takeaway to? To give them, uh, I know we've, we've been talking about it, but as a yeah. summary, uh, to kind of do uh, justice to them, uh, what would you say are some takeaway points? Uh, mine, I know, would be obviously make dua, constantly make dua, um, never, never become hopeless, because hopelessness is from Iblis. He, he wants you to get hopeless. Yeah. Um, what would you? I think as one one extra and final story, I guess is. Um, again, just the prophetic stories are so amazing when you when you listen to them and you often get like. Uh, I don't know the But it's a bit uh, comfortable Like it's just a story That we hear again and again But we forget to take the lesson from it Which is obviously the point 
And one massive example of this is Hajar alayhi salam going up and down Safat Marwa seven times looking for the water. And I heard from a sheikh once uh, one of the one of the major lessons from this story that he mentioned. He said, That she went seven laps up and down. Like why would you why did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delay the water for her until she was literally at a point of desperation? Her baby's got no food, no water, and there's nothing. But he said the wisdom is that if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala delays the victory, then you should know that the victory is going to be massive. And she wasn't given just water to feed her and the baby said they survived. She was given the well of Zamzam, which will never stop flowing, and yeah. millions of this whole city of Mecca and Hajj and the birthplace of the Prophet all came out of this. And the subsequent generations after that till this day. And that's the, that's the victory that she was given. Millions of people go and perform the exact same actions that she did. Out of Abinis Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That's a That's a Like amal ja- Continues until the day of judgment For her Right And the reminder there is that Do things And place your trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And no matter how much Like sometimes things just Don't work out Again personal situations It's family that are letting you down It's I can't make money And I can't support whoever It's I'm trying and giving da'wah But this person isn't accepting Islam It's I'm working for the sake of this ummah And it just looks bleak And year on year It looks worse and worse When you look at it From certain angles And It's very easy to lose hope But just This reminder Is just Puts things so simply That You're on the verge of Something massive And just keep that in mind That I haven't made money For the past 10 years Enough to You know Sort of I'm trying I'm trying I'm trying and It's not working out But For all you know Is that Right at that next step Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has that massive breakthrough For you that Earns you the millions Right wow. To put that into context Of the ummah Right Like mm. we try And we try And we try And Palestine is still occupied And there's still a genocide By China And there's still Our brothers and sisters in Burma And you can list all day long But For all we know The victory is right around the corner And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has delayed it to this point To give us a massive victory That's Worthy of the efforts That we've been putting in For generations Rather than something That just Comes and then falls And comes and falls It's something that Allah subhanahu It's the son of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. It's a way that he's Dealt with genera- you know, with societies over, you know, in, in past yeah. generations. So, to just yeah. continue to follow the commands of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, to stay patient as hard as it is sometimes, to just stay patient and stay consistent, surround ourselves with the right people, and like you said, continue to make dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Jazakallah khair, brother Muhammad, for those final comments. Um, I think we can, humbly call it a wrap tonight. On this episode um, Jazakallah khair To our audience For wherever you are For hearing and listening um, uh, I guess we can Call it a wrap Tonight uh, Thank you for joining us Jazakallah khair Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh.